Psalm 119. Let's pick it up in verse 41 for this morning. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. The word of God says, How heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And that goes back to the inspiration of the scripture, how the scripture is the final authority, not the church. And if you don't believe me, just go back over the last 15 or 20 years and uh, just refresh yourselves as to the changes that you have seen. For example, if you are a Roman Catholic, uh, up until 20 years ago or so, you couldn't take the sacraments. If you were a divorcee, now you can. Uh, go back to perhaps 35, 40 years ago. Uh, if you were a woman, you couldn't be a Eucharistic minister. Now you can. Uh, go back to maybe 2004, 2005. Civil marriages were not permitted uh, in most of Christendom. Now they are, and they get a blessing as well. Think back to maybe 10 years ago or so, around 2013, so what, 10 years ago. Uh, Same-sex marriage wasn't accepted. Now it is in most churches. But the scripture doesn't change. That's why the Lord said, heaven and earth shall pass away. One day that will take place. But my words shall not pass away. What a statement. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, pick it up in verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. What would take away sins? Go to chapter 7 of this particular book. Hebrews 7. Look at verse 25. Wherefore he, being Christ, not the church, is able also to save them to the uttermost. We say past, present and future sins that come unto God by him. Seeing he, being Christ, ever liveth to make intercession for them. Back to Psalm 119, verse 41. Let thy mercies, plural, come also unto me, O Lord. Even thy salvation, practical salvation in the context, not your eternal salvation, according to thy word. Thy word is true. And every one of thy statutes, every one of thy judgments, and every one of thy uh, decrees and uh, statements are true, honest, and cannot be broken. So shall also, so shall I have, uh, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me. For I trust in thy word. That's somewhat scorned at these days. Go to First Peter chapter three. Most people say, well, the word of God has been changed, which of course is incorrect. Uh, how can you change something which has been uh, inspired by the Holy Ghost and he doesn't change so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me makes my life difficult makes fun of me attacks my Bible my beliefs my values for I trust present tense in thy word first Peter chapter 3 first Peter chapter 3 and uh, look at verse uh, 15 but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a, a reason, that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Always be ready to have an answer ready. Back to Psalm 119, please. Psalm 119, look at 42 again. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. The word of God doesn't change. And uh, just because your church has or your denomination has, uh, it may be going back to female uh, pastors now being permitted to uh, preach and teach or the embrace of the ecumenical movements or the alpha course, which you find in the SDA uh, camp, interestingly enough, and other so-called Christian uh, churches, 
And of course it goes back to the scripture, never changing. Look at verse 43. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. But of course it has happened with all the new versions. Knocking out 33,000 words. Mm. For I have hoped in thy judgments. In other words, I want you to reward the righteous and punish the unrighteous. It's bad enough living in a godless country like the UK where if you uh, pass out a gospel tract or speak against the transgender movement or the LGBT uh, mega movement, you get slapped down pretty hard for that. But if you go into the streets and call for the death of this or that nation or this or that ideology, and I'm picking my words carefully now, now they'll come after you, the Thought Police. They'll shut you down. This past week, Patrick spoke to an elderly lady in our town. Her son lived in Saudi Arabia for a period of time with his Western wife, yeah. a sort of Christian to some extent, would wear a crucifix or a, a cross around her neck. And the police in Saudi Arabia would uh, snatch it from her neck and tell her to put it in a drawer. And if that wasn't bad enough, if she was standing in her front garden uh, wearing shorts and t-shirt, that was also a no-no. And she was told to go inside and cover herself up basically. Dress modestly. Yeah. Dress modestly. Yeah. It's coming here. Yeah. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord. Amen. Even thy salvation, according to thy word, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me. For I trust in thy word. Verse 41, thy word. Verse 42, thy word. Do you have the words of God? Heaven and earth shall pass away. One day they will. But my words shall not pass away. They are eternal. Now churches come and go. Top of my streets. I have a charismatic church. Used to be, an, uh, used to be a URC church. Now it's a charismatic church. I pass it maybe three or four times a week. They got yoga. They got uh, Weight Watchers. They've got uh, mother and toddler uh, meetings, so on and so forth. You say, what's going on? You say, why are these churches opening their doors to the world? Money. They pay to rent rooms. It's all about money. That's why the love of money is roots of all evil. But the scripture doesn't change. And take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth. Verse 43. For I have hoped in thy judgments. I put it to the test and it works every single time. 44. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. That's a difficult passage to really unpack. To keep the law continually forever and ever is uh, plaus it's plausible, I guess, in some ways. And it's, uh, uh, it's positive also in some ways. But it's also problematic going back to what Simon Peter said in Acts chapter 15. We couldn't keep it. So why would you expect the, the, uh, the Gentiles to keep it? 45 really helps us out. And I will walk and I will walk out liberty. For I seek thy precepts. Go to Galatians chapter 5. We have great liberty in Christ Jesus. And I say we, I mean Bible believers. A lot of churches claim to be Bible believers. But when you ask them difficult questions, they don't really have any answers for you. I saw a clip on Facebook a few days ago. An American uh, evangelist. Cliff somebody. He's got a ministry called uh, Give Me an Answer. Been going for many, many years. He now works with his son. And by and large, does a pretty good job, must admit. He's always on college campuses in the US. But he was asked a couple of questions, simple questions about children that die uh, pre the age of accountability. And he couldn't answer. I thought, this is ridiculous. He couldn't give him a simple answer. I thought, you're told twice in the book of Romans where these young children go. I thought, this goes back to the problem of a lot of these apologists. They go to Speaker's Corner. They take on the Muslims every Sunday. And God bless them. Or this guy going to US campuses and God bless him. But when it comes to the Bible, I mean like verse by verse, they seem to have a dearth of knowledge. I thought, what's going on here? Too busy, too busy learning other people's philosophies 
to shut them down not enough time in the word of god galatians 5 13 for brethren this is aimed at the church you've been called unto a liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh don't play with sin but by love serve one another go to chapter 2 look at uh, verse 4 and that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privily privately to spite our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus that they might bring us into bondage they also found in Acts chapter 15 Judaizers they told the believing Gentiles to keep the law which of course you cannot in order to be justified look at chapter 5 verse 1 stand fast therefore in that liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage now to keep the law like I say in some ways it's possible plausible uh, but it's problematic because of course if you break one part of the law you've broken all of it go to first Peter chapter 2 now the law is good if it's used lawfully and I showed you that a couple of Sundays ago uh, but the law wasn't given for a righteous person but for the unrighteous to show them that they are sinful but they can't save themselves uh first peter 2 first peter 2 and uh, look at verse 16 as free was that old song born free the old 60s hit born free as free and not using your liberty for cloak of maliciousness but as a servants of god and of course we start as servants we become friends we become sons we become co-heirs as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness but as a servants of God what's he talking about go to second Peter chapter 2 and look at verse 19 while they promise them liberty they themselves are the servants of corruption for whom a man is overcome the same of the same of the same is he brought in bondage back to Psalm 119 just very briefly um, you're saved it's a free gift we all know that and I use the analogy of somebody sinking on a ship and he can't swim and there's no boats anywhere near and a chopper flies overboard and says uh, just save yourself <laughs> ridiculous but that's what the uh, that's how it would be you know put in a simple sense to understand of course simple analogy to use you can't swim you have no lifeboat what can you do somebody has to go and rescue you but once you are saved by receiving what Christ has done for you walk a very fine line uh, verse 45 again and I will walk at liberty perpetually walking at liberty for I seek thy precepts slightly different context here because of course back in the Old Testament the Jews salvation wasn't as clear as ours is today they were saved by grace as are we without which nobody could or would be saved but their salvation was slightly different as to how ours is today of course uh, David knew where he was going upon death as would uh, Saul he was told that by uh, Samuel who was brought up from the dead the witch of Endor which we discussed also over recent weeks and of course David also say I will dwell I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever but salvation for the New Testament is much clearer absent from the body present with the Lord look at verse 46 I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed Acts chapter 9 please there's a picture of an Old Testament saints speaking to his own kings uh, many of whom would reject what he told them this was a reoccurring problem back in the old testament and i'm reading through second chronicles at the moment 
and it says such and such was begotten by such and such and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and he did evil in the sight of the Lord and then one day it says and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord that's so unusual I think 7 out of 10 Old Testament kings were wicked devious and probably devil possessed and in hell today uh, Acts 9 and uh, pick it up in verse uh, let's see now verse 15 but the Lord said unto him go thy way for he is a chosen vessel unto me in reference to Paul of course to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake that's negative of course to suffer like Paul did would put most people out of the ministry quick smart and that's why most people focus on the positive side of Christianity like the late Robert Schuller Joel Steen Rick Warren or all of your prosperity preachers people like uh, Paula White and uh, Adrian, Rogers. Adrian Rogers and uh, Joyce Mayer all those people and that's really what you're getting in most churches today it's a feel-good message it's uh, your best life now basically and God owes you this and he owes you that and he's really lucky to have you serving him it's ridiculous but that's what they believe 47 and I would delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved first Samuel chapter 30 so the law is good if it's used lawfully it's good to show people how wicked they are it's also good to show people what can be achieved when you are consecrated when you pick up your cross each and every day and say no to the flesh which is very difficult because it's still alive it still wants what it isn't entitled to have and that's what you're told to confess your sins uh first samuel 30 first samuel 30 and look at verse 6 and david was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but david encouraged himself in the lord his god david could quote the scripture back to front back to psalm 119 in the book inside out he wrote most of the psalms after all and he's a great picture david of a new testament saint under grace who is really suffering as with the apostle paul and when the going gets tough the tough normally gets going but for david and paul they went to the scripture because of course the scripture is number one inspired it can save and it can grow you the church can only do certain things when people say the church this or the church that you're dealing with people who are very uh, churchitized churchianity as one old brother once said if you've been born again if you are a bible believing christian washed in the blood of christ and you know that you are saved and you spend time in the scripture each and every day you know that the scripture is the final authority it just warms your heart churches are closing at a rapid rate in the uk most churches are now carpet shops kebab shops phone shops it's like petrol stations are now car washers mm. and yes mosques are going up at a rapid rate unfortunately yeah. uh, but there's still a strong remnant in the uk we're not down and out yet yeah. 119 verse 48 my hands also will i lift up unto thy commandments which i have loved i will meditate in thy statutes first timothy chapter 2 please first timothy uh chapter two and uh let's see now chapter two verse eight i will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting don't be angry 
uh, confess any anger that you might have don't be doubtful like doubting Thomas uh, don't approach the throne of grace with any doubts or any bitterness or anger it's always good to confess your sins up before you go to bed at night I will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting back to Psalm 119 48 again my hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments which I have loved and I will meditate in thy statute so it's good to think back over the commandments of God Almighty his commandments how he honoured the righteous and punished the unrighteous how expected govern, uh, how expected uh, kings to govern in a godly way and uh, deal with the state of Israel in a righteous way if you think back to most of the kings of Israel in fact I'm thinking probably all of the kings in Israel they all had one weakness women whereas the prophets did not most of the prophets were happily married with just one wife you get someone like uh, Jeremiah who wasn't married Jesus of course wouldn't be wasn't necessary nor John the Baptist he would die early but the kings for the Old Testament were all typical uh, hot-blooded uh, alpha males weakness with women like I say whereas the prophets for the most part were not but none of the prophets were into that type of a problem but it goes back to the reality that man in his best state is altogether vanity that's why I don't put a man on a pedal stool whoever he is wherever he is 49 remember the word unto thy servants upon which thou hast caused me to hope Titus chapter 2 please now hope is a great thing we have hope about this we have hope about that uh, hope which isn't seen is sometimes called uh, a blind faith but you think back to the theory of evolution uh, yeah Titus chapter 2 all that they can do as scientists is evaluate what they have access to in their laboratory uh, without which they can't check or be sure of anything and of course their belief system is that the the great bang kicked off what five or six billion years ago by chance that's what they believe of course and uh, from the slime became animal and from animal became man you think to yourself what's the next uh, line in evolution do we, do we do we become like flying ships <laughs> flying rockets I don't know do we have our own way of operating in another dimensional world a world they believe it by faith that's their belief system and it is a belief system and it's also financed by the state which really does grieve me I tell you my tax is going towards that nonsense remember the word remember the word unto thy servants upon which thou hast caused me to hope Titus chapter 2 and uh, look at verse 13 looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Saviour Jesus Christ who gave himself for us substitutionary atonements that he might redeem us from all, all, all iniquity and purify and purified unto himself a peculiar people, a zealous people, a different type of people, a righteous people. The word peculiar today is used in a negative sense, but in the original meaning, peculiar means a special people. Peculiar people, zealous of good works. Going back to doing great things for God Almighty, back to Psalm 119, please, and putting yourself out for God Almighty and uh, showing people that uh, Christianity does, it, it actually does work it's not just a philosophical belief system but it does actually work but for it to work you've got to say no to the flesh and you've got to pray and keep praying and wait for God to answer your prayers now just quickly again last week I showed you uh, 
how the book of Psalms is broken down into batches of eight, like verses one down to eight, Alif, so we say Alpha, nine down to 16, we'll say Beth for Bravo, so you've got Alpha Bravo, 17, you've got G for Golf, uh, 25, you've got D for Delta, uh, 33, H for Hotel, and uh, 41, V for Victor, and uh, 49, Z for Zulu, and uh, 57 C for Charlie and 65 T for Tango 73 J for Juliet and again 81 C for Charlie uh, 89 L for Lima and uh, 97 M for Micah or Michael so just a few points just to put down uh, Lima My yeah Lima Michael uh, just to understand that these are words from the Hebrew uh, Hebrew alphabet and they are used in blocks of eight that's why you get these uh, scriptures broken down into sections of eight which is very Jewish like I said last week uh, Psalm 119 still please Psalm 119 uh, look at verse 15 this is my uh, this is my comfort to my affliction for thy word hath quickened me Romans chapter 15 please Romans chapter 15 and uh, look at verse uh, 15 verse uh, 4 for whatsoever things were written aforetime before time were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope back to Psalm 119 please this is my comfort in my affliction I'm suffering I'm homesick I'm surrounded by heathen internally externally going back to a divided kingdom Matthew 24 however thy word hath quickened me it's made me alive it's given me hope it's given me something to get my hands on to it restores my soul it's alive after all 51 the proud have had me in great derision yet have I not declined from thy law first Peter chapter 5 please first Peter chapter 5 if you took Psalm 119 out of the scripture and uh, left it on its own, it'd be the longest chapter in the entire Bible. Uh, what did I say? First Peter. I think I want First Peter 5 for this one. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, First Peter 5. You read First and Second Peter. Hebrews, uh, let's see now, James, especially James, very Jewish. And what happened in the early church is that the Lord sent Paul to the Gentiles to preach to you and I, we're Gentiles of course, and uh, Peter was sent to the Jews as was James and the writer of Hebrews, quite likely Paul, but I can't prove that. And the reason for that was because Paul had a dual nationality Saul of Tarsus, uh, modern day Syria from memory. And of course, you had a Gentile name being Paul. And of course, uh, Simon Peter was a Jew from uh, the Galilee region. And therefore, his remit was to go to the Jews, and, and Paul was to go to the Gentiles. This causes confusion amongst a hyper dispensationalist. They make a big song and dance over this. What they'll say is that Paul had one gospel, and uh, Peter had another gospel. No, that will not work. There's not more than one gospel in scripture, only one gospel. Uh, but of course their audience was, their audiences were slightly different. And that's why you can be very careful when you rightly divide the word of truth. The proud have heard, the proud have had me greatly in derision, 
yet have I not declined from thy law, declined a declining society is the end of a society. First Peter five uh, let's see now first Peter five 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 likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, whether you're saved or unsaved, makes no difference, and giveth grace unto grace to the humble. That's a famous passage that uh, most evangelists use, and it's a good one, and it's true in every sense of the word. God resisteth the proud, gives grace to the humble. So if you're already saved and you're humble, it speaks about Moses being a very meek man, the most uh, humble man on the face of the earth. God will show you uh, wonderful things, but if you're a stiff-necked person, if you're self-righteous, he won't show you anything. And this book will never be open to you, and you'll miss out terribly. About Psalm 119, verse 52. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Go to Matthew chapter 5. Now, the problem with the New Testament, uh, when it comes to rightly dividing it, is if you're not careful, what you'll do is fall into the trap of lordship salvation. Now, the flip side to that is, uh, let's see now, the, the flip side to that will be a level of carnality, a license to sin, which is also really problematic, if not very sinful. And the man of God has to really walk a fine line. Now, we, we have a perfect atonement. We know that. We can't improve on that. We can improve our sanctification, but we can't improve our justification. Standing in state, never the same. And I have to keep preaching that because people still don't really, or for the most part, very few people get this clear in their minds. And they doubt their salvation. Look at 52 again. I remembered thy judgments of old. We said the good old days. Judgments of old, O Lord. Your judgments, O Lord. And I've comforted myself. This is how it's going to work in the New Testament. Matthew 5. Look at 21. You have heard that it was said by them of old time. Look at 27. You have heard that it had been said by them of old time. Look at 30, 33. Again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time. Uh, look at 44. But I say unto you. Look at verse 39. But I say unto you. Uh, Look at verse uh, 28. But I say unto you. Look at 22. But I say unto you. So there's a contrast there. You got the Old Testament being laid down in black and white. For example, in uh, 21. Thou shalt not kill. Going back to people killing one another on the streets. Not the state, but the people killing one another on the streets. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Live by the sword, die by the sword. But I say unto you. Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. We'll jump down to uh, 37. Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in her heart. Uh, jump down to, uh, let's see now, uh, 31. Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. Uh, jump down to, uh, let's see now. Uh, 32 but i say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife saving for the cause of fornication causeth her to commit adultery and then down to uh let's see now uh 33 thou shalt not forswear thyself but shalt perform unto the lord thine oaths but i say unto you 
swear not at all out goes the freemasons out goes uh taking blood oaths like the jesuits and the witches uh, swear not at all neither by heaven for it is god's throne nor by the earth don't say i swear to god this or i swear to god that. that's what they say or they say uh, i swear my child's life nor by the earth for it is his footstool neither by jerusalem for it is the city of the great king one more uh 38 an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth but i say unto you that you resist not evil that's a tough passage this goes back to pacifism this goes back to the christian conduct this goes back to street work this goes back to suffering as a believer but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek literally not spiritually turn to him the other also and if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat let him have thy cloak also which is not found in first corinthians chapter six when they are suing one another in the courtroom and down to verse 43 you've heard that it had been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy but i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you about Psalm 119 there's a huge contrast between the old and the new testament two very different contracts and of course the jews couldn't keep the old contract and you can see why can't you and the new contract isn't much easier either and that's the truth of the matter 11953 horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law go to genesis chapter 15 horror horror movies nightmare on elm streets uh, the old slasher movies uh, scream all those old movies that we alien that we grew up watching i know i did watched many films growing up uh, i don't recommend it for today of course not horror hath taken hold upon me why because of the wicked that forsake thy law that's like a jew going south you think back to the founder of the illuminati he was a jew you think back to someone like karl marx he was a jew you think back to uh many jewish men and women over the years who have gone astray have forsaken the law of the lord and uh, have done some pretty wicked things i think uh even uh albert pike may have been jewish who started with the freemasons horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law but here's the the paradox found back in genesis 15 which none of your calvinists will tell you about none of your catholics will tell you about they hold what's called replacement theology i saw a clip this past week jeff durbin an american calvinist was almost laughing at the jews dangerous thing to do jeff and he was saying you know what in israel they spit at christians which of course they do and i've seen clips over the years of the jews doing this and he said they hate the, they hate jesus which of course they do this net blah 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 i thought but that's not the point jeff <laughs> Paul said they are beloved for the father's sakes you've got to get this right otherwise you become an anti-semite and you end up attacking the jew which will not do genesis 15 pick it up in uh, let's see now pick it up in uh, uh let's see now 15 pick it up in verse uh let's see now verse 12 and when the sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon abram unconscious unable to say yea or nay and lo and horror of great darkness fell upon him he's going to be shown something which will turn his blood cold and at the same time a great blessing will come from this and he said unto abram know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and they were and shall serve them and they did 
and they shall afflict them 400 years and they did and also that nation whom they sh they shall serve what I judge and, they, and he did and afterward shall they come out with great substance and they did that's how the Lord works he'll put his people into a situation due to their sin leave them there for over 400 years and over that 400 years they start to pray out uh, pray to him they start to consecrate themselves and do this and that and uh, slowly but surely the Lord turns back to them and starts to rescue them at that point he then turns around and destroys that nation like uh, the Egyptians 18 in fact look at verse 15 quickly and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace and he did thou shalt be buried in a good old age and he was 18 in the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river the river Euphrates the Kenites number one and the Kenazites number two and the Kadmonites number three and the Hittites number four and the Perizzites number five and the Rephaims number six and the Amorites number seven and the Canaanites number eight and the Girgashites number nine and the Jebusites number ten. Ten Gentile nations just wiped out. Ten is the number of the Gentiles back to Psalm 119. They get the land the Jews get the land and that's why we stand with the Jews it's not because they hate Jesus they'll pay for that when they hit the judgment it's not because they are this or that or they've done the Illuminati or this or that they'll be dealt with that to the judgment we stand with Israel because of the land that's the only reason we stand with the Jews because of the land it was given to them unconditionally when Abraham was asleep unconscious proving that man had no part to play in the contract the covenant concerning the land of Israel going back to salvation is a free gift I'll show you how this works go to John 1 very quickly you pray for Israel you, you do what you can to support them and when they sin and they will you call them out the prophets back in the Old Testament always calling out the sins of the fathers don't say well you know we can't criticize Israel you must criticize Israel if she allows LGBT movements call them out if she allows her people to spit on Christians call them out don't just say we can't criticize them. they're not idols that's a problem a lot of our brethren make they put them on a pedestal that's also wrong John 1, John 1, pick it up in uh, verse 11. He came unto his own, Israel, of course, and his own received not. There's your free will. They don't want him. They would say elsewhere, we won't have this man to reign over us. We have only one king being seized. Okay, fine, you have him as your king. But as many as received him, Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, Simeon, Anna, to them gave he power, and I mean power, to become the sons of God. There's your adopt, adoption into the family of God sons of God even to them that believe on his name there's no works involved which were born here we go not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God the source of the new birth comes from God Almighty it doesn't come from you or me or your father or your mother it comes from God Almighty as with the land of Israel back to Psalm 119 53 again horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law communism is also a Jewish plan going back to the state of Israel people like Trotsky was Jewish Lenin was Jewish uh, Begin was Jewish uh, so many Jews that came out of the early 20th century uh, Stalin wasn't of course but others were and that's the problem Ben Gurion as well Jewish atheist socialist dangerous people Paul says they are enemies 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 for the sake of the gospel but they are beloved for the sake of the fathers it's a paradox i will grant you that it's a paradox and that's why you need to study history don't 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 uh, don't close your eyes to this type of a problem you've got to love the jew 
and at the same time call them out expose them I put a book out against Freemasonry a few months ago and I, I name these guys but I don't go the full you know the full I don't launch a full war against them as the far right would do or the far left coming together to attack the Jew no way also from verse 53 Moses prophesied that when he was dead and buried uh, a future generation would do wicked things and they did and uh, just destroyed themselves and they did when Christ arrives they're still in a level of, still living a level of wickedness 54 thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage Colossians chapter 3 so it will get bad for the Jew in the Old Testament it gets bad for the, the Christian in the church for the New Testament but we don't spend too much time uh, getting ourselves upset or down in the dumps about these types of a thing we keep pushing on God is still good amen people are still getting saved and the people are still growing in grace and Israel is still the best country to live in in the Middle East so don't take all of this uh, anti-semitism to heart the protocols of the elders of Zion was a great masterpiece to attack the Jews back in World War One Colossians chapter 3 and that was put out to attack the Jews and unfortunately a lot of British soldiers fell for that a lot of British soldiers in Israel around the turn of the 20th century bought that book in fact it's still a great sale it's a great seller in the Middle East today after Mein Kampf and uh, they read that book and of course it turned them against the Jew what they weren't aware of was that that book was written by the Jesuits so you know if you are somebody who wants to get angry with somebody take on the Jesuits number one and take on the Muslims number two but of course you won't because you're a coward you'll take on the Jews who are heavily outnumbered in this country and that really does concern me at this present time thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage you're traveling around you're a pilgrim you're traveling around with nowhere to go you have no home down here basically uh what do I want Colossians 3 3 3 uh, 16 let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord praise him worship him sing the psalms they were they were originally uh, written to be sung not preached upon or preached uh, as a form of doctrine but, a word, but the word of God says how all scripture is given by uh, is, inspired, is inspired by God for doctrine for doctrine you can get a lot of good stuff from the book of psalms Psalm 119 uh, pick it up in verse 55 I remembered thy name O Lord in the night and have kept thy law don't count sheep talk to the shepherd if you can't sleep speak to the shepherd I have remembered thy name O Lord in the night and have kept thy law again it's great to say that I've kept the law that's the problem that the seventh day Adventists uh, that say they'll say uh, well I'm keeping the law I haven't broken the law they'll say and they'll say uh, you know I haven't committed adultery or murder you go back to Matthew chapter 5 you show he says uh, if, you, if you hate your brother you are a murderer how do you feel about that uh, well it's like the back pedal then or you say to them uh, that beautiful woman that walked down the street you couldn't take your eyes off her could you how do you feel about that well well, well. <laughs> they start to backpedal mm -hmm. you can't keep the law now it's good again don't get me wrong but you can't keep it only Christ would do so 56 this I had because I kept thy precepts go to Romans chapter let's see now uh, see what else could you say what else could the Lord do he couldn't say uh, in the Old Testament just uh sacrifice an animal once a year and that's good enough no there has to be rules put in place your kid goes to school there's rules you get to school by what nine o'clock 
you're at the door by what half past three lunch is what 12 o'clock there's rules the alarm bell goes off you take you, know, you take a break or go to junior school and i'm saying uh, go to go to go to middle school senior school secondary school the alarm rings you leave the class and go to another class there's rules right you say to your teacher mr this or mrs they don't call them by their first name so you have to have rules in place otherwise you have anarchy but the problem is that you've got people today in most of most of christendom who think they can keep the law as a way of justification it will not work this i had because i kept thy precepts in past tense interestingly romans 3 what does paul say about this romans 3 and uh, look at verse uh, 20 therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified like exonerated in his sight judgment seat great white throne for by the law is the knowledge of sin go back and read the ten commandments sometime read them carefully i think you've got seven out of ten which tell you thou shalt not you've got uh, honor thy father and mother uh, don't bear false witness take it take the time to go through this carefully one day if you are a bible believing christian some of you children do you honor your parents every day do you ever cause them to worry about you some of you girls out there are you hang around with men are you sleeping with men do you go to church on sunday or some of you boys out there are you hanging around with other boys at the weekend you're doing drugs you're hanging around the arcades doing this or that do you cause your parents to worry do you cause your mother to stay awake at night or your father or both that's sinful you're taking years off their life therefore there shall no flesh your gentile be justified in his sight for by the law is a knowledge of sin one more to nail it down 28 therefore we conclude there's your plural of majesty therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without without the deeds of the law going back to all these things the deeds of the law psalm 119 57 that my portion like an inheritance o lord i have said that i would keep thy words go to revelation 22 the attack is on the word of god like never before and uh, we are called to fight not to be pacifists but if somebody physically assaults you you have to turn the other cheek now of course you can defend yourself uh, but this is a fine line a quick example would be the book of acts when the apostles are preaching for all their lives and paul was left for death uh, left left for dead on more than one occasion never once pulled out a weapon did you ever notice that uh james excuse me uh not james uh yeah, james was martyred later but uh peter and uh uh, peter and john were whipped they were very uh, pleased to be punished publicly for the lord jesus christ didn't put out a weapon did you ever notice that you won't find anywhere in the book of acts where anybody male or female uh saved jew or saved gentile ever pulled out a weapon to defend themselves when stephen was being stoned to death he didn't put out a weapon he took it he took it i won't say they're pacifists that's not quite correct but they didn't fight back they were uh, they were peaceful non-combatants that my portion O lord i have said that i would keep thy words revelation 22 and look at verse uh, verse 18 for i testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book if any man shall add unto these things antecedent being the words god shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy god shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written written in this book those two verses are devastating and i 
must be must be quite honest and say this to you i just feel terribly worried for these bible uh translators over the years that have messed around with this book you think back to westcott and hawk about 119 please and when those two guys got together back in the 19th century both closet catholics and put out their own greek new testament uh or the greek text the uh their, their greek text based on vaticanus and Sinaiticus. a lot of people are very upset about that dl moody wouldn't touch their uh their book or their their work he was very against it and there was a guy who died about 25 years ago who was part of the uh nasb that's the new american standard uh version and uh he, he actually repented on his deathbed he said to his wife what a thing have we done i.e the team of translators we put out a translation new american standard version which is just you know it's, it's, it's just a terrible thing that we've done basically he was in great shame over his uh, translation work so i fear for those men and women i really do i mean we all have sins of the flesh we you know we, we have to be honest about that but you start messing with the book itself that's something completely different 58 i entreated thy favor with my whole heart be merciful unto me according to thy word my whole heart your heart's desperately wicked anyway second chronicles 25 and i'll show you something here which shows the truth of mankind uh, that's why I, I always give people the benefit of the doubt and i have slightly softened in recent years also when i speak to people in the street when i first got saved it was a bit of a bit of a hothead and of course over time you do mellow you have to uh, when i first let's see you know, when i first got saved if I, even before i was saved i was pretty pro uh war and i was pro the iraq war and i was pro this and that as i get older i'm now very much against these types of wars i just don't believe what these people are telling us at all i'm not a pacifist and you can't be a pacifist well of course not a romans 13 tells that the state has a right to bear the sword if it needs to do so but the, the older i get the more i hate war zones i hate seeing what's going on in israel at the moment and people being killed on both sides of the, of the equation i just hate it so much because i know that there's more going on there's more going on behind the scenes which will come out later but not just yet i entreated thy favor with my whole heart be merciful unto me according to thy word second chronicles 25 look at verse 1 amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign and he reigned 20 and he reigned 29 years in jerusalem almost 30 years uh look at verse uh let's see now 20 29 years and his mother's name was a jayodan of jerusalem and he did that which was right in the sight of the lord but not but not with a perfect heart now came to pass when the kingdom was established to him that he slew his servants that had killed the king his father but he slew not their children why because but did as it is written in the law of the book of moses with the lord come with the lord commanded saying the fathers shall not be excuse me the fathers shall not die for the children neither shall the children die for the fathers but every man shall die for his own sin so verse one he comes to uh, age around 25 he governs for 29 years uh verse two he does that which is right in the sight of the lord which is very unusual and three and four came to pass when the kingdom was established to him that he slew his servants that had killed the king his father which of course he has, he has a right to do under a theocracy but he slew not their children this is the whole point but did as it were written in the law of the book of moses where the lord where the lord commanded saying the father should not die for the children neither shall the children die for the fathers 
but every man shall die for his own sin. So that's a picture of a gentle. Excuse me, this picture of a king being gentle in some ways, and dealing with those that uh, were responsible for the death of his uh, father, and he deals with those people promptly because of course, judgment begins at the house of God. But he doesn't kill uh, the children of those that killed his father. So far, so good. But look at verse fourteen. Now it came to pass after that Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods. Of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned and burned incense unto them wherefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against Amaziah and he sent unto him a prophet which said unto him why is thou sought after the gods of the people which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand 27 now after that now after the time that Amaziah did turn away from following the Lord they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem. And he fled to Lachish, but they sent to Lachish after him and slew him there. And they brought him upon horses and buried him with his fathers in the city of Judah. Now, go back to 119 quickly and uh, look at this again. 119.58 I entreated my favour, I entreated thy favour. I want to do the right thing. I entreated thy favour with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. Amaziah is a good king for the most part. You're told that in 25, uh, 2, 3 and 4. He does the right thing. But by 14 down to 15 he gets into idolatry. As would uh, Solomon. He dies 27, 28. So the whole point of a whole heart uh, being given to the Lord is certainly the right way to go. But it's very difficult. And Amaziah is a good picture of somebody who was a double-minded person. 119.59 I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Uh, let's see now. Luke chapter 15. This book, the Bible, is like another book I've ever read in my whole life. Luke 15, it really does give you the truth about mankind. 15, uh, let's see now. 15, 17. And when he came to himself, there's your repentance. He said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger back to Psalm 59 I thought to my ways prodigal son and turn my feet unto thy testimonies head back to Jerusalem back to Bethel the house of God 60 I made haste quick quick snell as the Americans say I made haste quickly and delayed not to keep thy commandments in, ref in reference to fellowship uh, the bands of the wicked have robbed me but I have not forgotten thy law they say a band of robbers, band of the wicked have robbed me, but I'm not, but I've not forgotten thy law. Uh, you may have beaten the rap in this life, but not to the next life. God will get you there. At midnight, sixty-two, I arise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Uh, Acts chapter sixteen, please. Acts chapter sixteen, and uh, Acts sixteen twenty. 25 and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed 
and saying praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Back to Psalm 119. Let's do a couple more. We'll close. 63. I'm a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. Daniel chapter. Let's see now. Uh, Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2 to 17 then Daniel went to his home his house his own property and made the thing known to Hananiah Mishael and Azariah his companions that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon about 119 at midnight will I rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Get up, middle of the night, start praying, thanking God Almighty. I'm a companion of all them that fear thee, not just some, all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. They do the right thing, they shun evil, and they embrace righteousness. They don't hang around with uh, ungodly people. Second John speaks about uh, not losing a fool, a reward. In fact, 2 John is a very interesting piece of scripture. It speaks about the liberal, the heretic who comes to you and uh, you're not to shake their hand, which is always very difficult. If you do street work, you want to be civilized. But technically, technically, you shouldn't shake the hand of a heretic. No. Technically, you shouldn't shake the hand of somebody with another gospel or somebody who's coming along to cause you trouble. It's difficult, I know, uh, because when you shake their hand, there's a level of endorsement. 64 the earth O Lord is full of thy mercy teach me thy statutes water fresh air food beauty family and friends love health just a few positive uh, attributes of God Almighty the earth O Lord is full of thy mercy that is true today as it was back in the Old Testament teach me thy statutes teach me your law don't just allow me to hear the word of God. I want to live it, breathe it, and really enjoy it. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. What I say, God's been good to me. Teach me good judgments and knowledge, for I believe thy commandments. First Kings chapter 3. So a few more. It's still early. First Kings chapter 3. It's all good. First <laughs> uh, Kings chapter 3. Let's see now. First Kings chapter three. First uh, yeah, Kings chapter three. Uh, three, three nine. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? So many people to judge, Lord God, give me wisdom. Give therefore thy servants humility and understanding heart to judge thy people, that your people not mine, that I may discern between good and bad like a good judge would do, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people, without which you couldn't do a thing as a king back in Israel. 67. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. That's typical of all of us. We all went astray before we got saved, and we've all got a story, a testimony, which is always good to share. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. In other words, God brought me back uh, to him. 
Hebrews says that God chastens every son whom he receives. But now have I kept thy word. I'm on the straight and narrow. That's what they say. 68. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And uh, 7. 7 The old department store. 7 11. <laughs> 7 11. Not department store, the old food store, fast food store. Seven eleven. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? You're not good, you never were. In fact, you're evil. If ye then, ye means all of you, if ye then, being evil, how about that? Know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father which is in heaven good, give good things to them that ask him? I'll give you one more go to chapter 19 this is a passage that the muslims love to twist to their own destruction their own damnation the word of god says uh, those that are unstable they wrestle to themselves they wrestle the scripture to their own destruction their own damnation they're unstable a lot of people are very unstable of course the word of god is not for the unrighteous but for the righteous going back to the law is for the unrighteous not the righteous matthew 19 uh, look at verse 17 if I go back to verse uh, 16. And behold one came and said unto him. Good master. Here we go. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life. Now this is a Jew under the law. So it's slightly different. Uh, as far as a Gentile under grace would be, con uh, would, uh, would be concerned. Good master. This guy's a positive thinker. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life. So again for the Jew under the law it's slightly different. He had the Ten Commandments to keep. He had the Mosaic Covenant to follow. He had the animal sacrificial system in place. And it's different slightly for him as it would be for us. But the premise of the question is what we're really looking at this morning. 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Now, was Jesus a bad man? Well, of course not. And I say that because the Muslims will take you to this part of scripture to get you to doubt that Christ was God or is God. But of course he is God. The whole point is that only God is good. Not mankind. Like in verse 16. Good master. None is good but one that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life. Keep the commandments. Which you find in verse 18. And of course the problem is. Uh, from 21. Uh, down to 22. In fact 22. But when the young man heard that saying. He went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. What upset him? 21. If thou wilt be perfect. Go. And sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. That is still relevant for today, the latter part of verse 21. Back to Psalm 119. 68 again. Thou art good, only God is good, and doest good, only God does good uh, all of the time. Teach me thy statutes. And that's the truth of, that's the, uh, the best way to understand uh, Matthew 19. Also, just a quick footnotes. If you ever get asked that from a Muslim, just turn the tables and say to them, so is Isa a bad man? Isn't Isa a prophet in Islam? And they say, yes, he is. So was Isa a bad man? Well, of course not. So is he lying? Well, of course not. See, they can't have it both ways. You can't say that he was a prophet in Islam and then turn around and say that he's a bad man or, or a wicked man because told, you're told in, I think it's Surah 1919, that he was a pure man. And the word pure means without sin. So... Don't let these people just bulldoze you with a scripture like only God is good and therefore Christ isn't good. No, only God is good and Christ is God. You understand, of course. 69. 
the proud have forged a lie against me. Against me. Look at it again. The proud have forged a lie against me. Who's speaking? God is speaking. But I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Jesus Christ is speaking. What is this lie? It's the Talmud. It's the Quran. Never before have people had so much knowledge, yet know so little. You've got access to books online that you can read. You can cross-reference. Cross you can check in different languages, different translations. Yet people are still so ignorant. The proud have forged a lie against me, Jesus Christ speaking. But I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. And in Jesus Christ could and would do so. The heart is as fat as grease. It's slippery. You can't nail it down. It's like jelly. But I delight in thy law as with the apostle Paul. Let's do, let's do three more and close. Two more and close. 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I might learn thy statutes. Second Corinthians 1. This is why we suffer as believers. Not just because of our own stupidity. Our own stubbornness. But uh, to help other people. And let's see now. Second Corinthians 1. 1. 6. And whether we be afflicted. It is for your consolation. To console somebody. To comfort somebody. To come alongside somebody. And salvation not your eternal salvation that has a part it's partly reference to that but your practical salvation you're trying to survive each and every day aren't you you're a gentile in corinth what's that modern day greece first century you're suffering uh physically you're suffering spiritually you're suffering financially you're seen as uh somebody not particularly favored and you're basically struggling to survive you're starving there's great poverty in this book but later on it says, uh, I think in chapter 7 or 8, that they were given, they were, they were even generous themselves with great liberty, great liberality. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation, we, Paul includes himself, and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and your salvation. We suffer to help other people, number one. We suffer to come alongside other people, number two. And yes, our suffering and their suffering will lead to salvation. Because we're now broken, we have nowhere else to go. Going back to the boat analogy, if you're sinking on a ship, what else could you do but cry out for somebody to come and help you? One more and we'll close, 72. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Gold and silver is still the highest commodity on the face of the earth. I saw a clip last week. The guy was saying this, he said, uh, to buy gold is good. He said, it's not an investment, it's insurance. I thought, yeah, that's pretty good. Gold and silver is good, but the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. You can't take it with you. This goes back to people like Andrew Carnegie when he was uh, about to die and uh, he got scared and started to give away a lot of his money. You have libraries in the US that are dedicated to uh, to his legacy uh, but the reality is when you start to get old and sick and uh, look back over your life the chances are you probably left it too late to be saved anyway you've made you know you've, you've gone too far down that road uh, not to be saved but sometimes people do get saved but gold and silver will perish but your salvation will not perish and that's true of the matter if you want peace and joy and happiness and satisfaction you won't get it from uh, monetary gains or you know gold and silver to get it from the word of god which is like gold and silver that's far greater than gold and silver